No, no, no. no Bob no. Iger approved it before he left. There's only so much my banana can take. Voting by hand in the Bukaki runoff. It's November 18, 2020. Encounter number 19. I'm Abel Kirby. I'm Cold Acid. And uh, to start us off in the, the lame way we always start, I have a new drink. Of course. Ooh, what is it today? Well, this one, if I can get it open, is a Tropic King. It is, uh, let's see, this label's in Spanish. Uh, it's an aloe vera pineapple drink. And it has a lot of suspended particulate inside it, so I don't know. It kind of looks like a gel, honestly. So if it doesn't taste good, at least it'll uh, at least it'll keep your skin from drying out. Mm. Oh, there is definitely chunks of aloe vera in there. Mm. Well, that has a disgusting texture. We'll see how that goes. <sighs> How's the taste, though? That's oh, good. Actually, it tastes like pineapple juice. Okay, I don't, that's not too bad. I don't taste aloe vera. I don't even know what that's supposed to taste like. It certainly has the texture of aloe vera, so that's a little disconcerting. <sighs> Especially if it's like chunks of it. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Well, uh, we'll keep that in reserve. I got the backup beer like usual. So how are you doing, Colt? Ah, uh, keeping out of trouble. Yeah, that's good. It's, uh, the winds of winter are hitting, uh, Maryland at least. It is... They're hitting here, too. It is cold. Just stepped outside yeah, a second I ago. Was, I was watching snow this morning come falling down as I was taking the trash out to the curb. Yeah, we're about to get that down here. Um, if not... Um, we're definitely going to hit freezing, um, tonight and tomorrow night, and we'll see what happens over the weekend. We're probably going to get snow. You know, it says rain, but we'll see. That can change. It'll be snow. Yeah. Well, we're... It's our... 2020. What can I say? <laughs> we're making our way through this season, too, this, uh, this autumn season. Making our way towards winter. We got a little ways to go. What do we have, a month left of, uh, of fall? Month and a half? Well, yeah. No, yeah, month month and like half a week. Yeah. Well, we get some uh some stuff to talk about this week. I don't know if you watched the SpaceX launch at all, did you? Totally missed it. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I can report that they had a nominal launch as the as the guy said. Uh I think he meant to say nominal, but he said on the the voiceover, you know, the He might uh, have Houston. meant to say normal. I think he meant to say nominal, but he said no he stuttered on it, too. I, I was just trying to find the clip, but I couldn't find it in the four-hour uh, video. But he definitely said nominal uh, in a way that made it sound like he didn't know what the word was. Bravo. Yeah. I didn't get a, any other... I didn't get that clip, but I did get a clip from it, which was this one. Copy out. Good luck. Godspeed. This is a little clip of the radio chatter. <laughs> it was fun, you know? It's nice to see some man space flight on TV. They had a... Uh, all the guys, that whole cockpit looks like it's made out of plastic. You know, it has a completely different look than the other uh, the other missions that you've seen. From what I've heard, the spacesuits are sexier looking, too. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Maybe I have a different definition of what a sexy spacesuit looks like than, than some other people. I'm not saying I find them sexy. <laughs> it's just uh, that's what I've heard. Ah, uh, well. You know, in space, no one can hear you moan. So they say. That's true. <laughs> Uh, speaking of moaning. You got some more uh, hentai clips? Oh, that's the thing. That was Everybody... very popular. Yeah, I was I surprised. Kept getting, I kept getting the, 
messages from people on uh, on Fediverse about it. Oh, they're saying how how great of a job you did collecting those clips, huh? No, they were saying <laughs> they were saying it was awesome having all those clips. It was hilarious. Yeah, I did. I we actually we actually had listeners. Yeah, I got a. Uh... I got a couple uh, extra ones. Just so it seems to be the clout, crowd pleaser, so I, uh, I grabbed a couple more. I don't know. We could sprinkle them in. Let's see. Uh, we could start with one if you want. Let's see. We yeah. Get the, uh, hit me with a hentai clip. Hit me with a hentai clip. Uh, here we go. Here's a lover in law. What is it? Well, actually, it's about Kozue. What about her? To tell you the truth, I think she's giving you the cold shoulder. Huh, you're right. So I asked her why she started acting this way. And yes, and she saw us together. What? This is all your damn fault, making me wear that dildo at the store. <laughs> that was awesome, wasn't it, Mai? Yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Woo! That that horrible music too. Yeah, yeah. I went and uh, I also found uh, one of our favorite shows, actually, Peter Grill from last season. Uh, all of the English episodes are out, and so I got a couple clips of that. I know we, I played a couple once upon a time, but I didn't really showcase the English voices at the time, so I was, if you're interested, I can bring up some of those. I've got yeah. the, uh, let's see, the, uh, premise, just so everyone knows is, well, Cole, do you want to remind everyone of the premise? Dude wins a, uh, huge worldwide fighting competition and ends up with everybody wanting his dick. Yep. Yeah, and they all specifically, they want something different than his dick, and, and uh, let's listen to the ogres uh, discuss what that is. If I were to get the princess of a foreign country pregnant, it would cause an international disaster of epic proportions! Your concern is unnecessary. All I desire is your creamy, dreamy drippings and nothing more. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and then they had... Um, the elf, I can't even remember her name. She showed up in there. She, so all, basically every episode uh, or every other episode, there seems to be someone else shows up that's uh, trying to get with the guy. The poor man only wants to be married to the uh, the one woman he likes, and he's, he's being uh, forced in these situations. He's down for his baby batter. It's yeah. not cheating. It's necessary. As he would say. Yeah. So we had the uh, elf girl. Let me go! But right it, now! Peter! It's not no! what it looks like! Wait a minute, Tim! Let me explain! Cheating on her, hey? That guy's got some balls. I am Elf. Elf. Don't tell me she has the same idea as those crazy ogre sisters. Now as for why I've come to see you, Peter Grill, I've come to acquire the nectar of your nether. God damn it. So, uh, it's a spunky character. Oh, yeah, she, she <laughs> is, eventually. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that was fun. I don't know if we want to dwell on that. I know the, the public liked it, but I, I, I'm, like, worried it's going to get old really fast. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about something completely different. Yeah, bring me into a new topic. Oh, uh, let's see. Hey, I got so, some, some fucking throwaways if oh, you need throwaways to fill time. I know. You always bring throwaways. I don't really have any throwaways today. <laughs> most, of, most of my stuff's throwaways. I've, I've, been playing, I've been playing a lot of Terraria lately. Oh, yeah? I've gotten back into that. Yeah, and that game—that game is like crack. I swear to God. As now you, you start playing, and then you look, and it's like five hours have gone by. Just remind me, this is one of these Harvest Moon style farming simulators. No, it's it's more like two D Minecraft. It's like Splunky or something like that, like the like um, like two D. Like you you 
you investigate the world, you like mine shit, you like fight monsters that show up. Uh, there's other NPCs that show up that you can buy stuff from. And okay, Terraria. Eh? Uh, Terraria. Yeah. Is it a uh, fun then? I find it fun. Multiplayer, single player. Yes. Both. Yep. That seems like one of these games that would be unreasonably popular on Steam. For uh, it seemed like there was a lot of those going around where there was uh. It's always like the side scroller with the 2D graphics and the. Uh, yeah, some, this some is hook. like the OG one. Yeah, is it roguelike or is it? Uh, is it really just Minecraft's uh, in 2D? Well, you can have you can have hardcore characters that are erased if you die, hmm. but uh, like worlds are generated, and then they stick around and stuff. It's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not like rogue where everything keeps everything keeps changing right mm. or and like as soon as you're dead that's it uh no it's like generated from a seed shared worlds all that shit yeah it'd be nice to get a rare encounter uh server up maybe i don't know if that's the game to do it on but it's something i've been meaning to do for a while is try and get a little land game going that'd be fun no for us it would have to be a mud <laughs> Jeez. And uh how would we implement this? Would this be through email or would this be a uh what are these servers? I don't know. That you we got to? we we figure we figure a way of uh of getting like Void Zero to host it like he runs <laughs> like he runs IRC. Yeah. I mean es- essentially essentially a MUD is just like an RPG overlaid on IRC mm. in a ma- in a manner. It reminds me of uh I know you can play some of those over email, and there are some games I used to play where you could, they literally were, they supported turns over email. And so what you could do is uh, you get an email with the game state, you load it into the software, and then you go make all your moves, spend your turn, and you generate your uh, your moves list, and, and everyone uploads that file to the, to the host, or you email it to the host, who then regenerates everything and spits out the next turn file for everyone. But you did it over email. Oh yeah, that that's something totally. Pre- different, presumably, you could do it over because I think it's just a, a big block of hashy text. You know, presumably you could do it over snail mail. No, muds are <laughs> muds are like real time though. Mm. I mean, a mud is is kind of like uh, kind of like a MMORPG, but inside inside a terminal window mm-hmm. without graphics. So there were right? turn based ones, weren't there? I have never encountered one, and I don't. I don't even comprehend how one would be able to work. Maybe I'm misunderstanding this then. Oh, well. I'll throw something in the show notes that you can look up later about MUDs. Hmm. Oh, well, speaking of Void Zero, he was on uh, Grumpy Old Ben's. I didn't finish the episode, but they uh, they just pushed that out on Monday. Did you get a chance to listen to that? Yeah, listen to it live. Yeah, that was good. I'm uh, about partway through. Yeah, it's I think great I'm more hearing than half that done. he's back. Yeah, it was good hearing his voice. Did you notice he drops his Dutch accent once in a while? Not really, no. He did. Uh, I caught him like once or twice when he was doing a... It's not when he's speaking directly. Like when he backs away from the mic, he would go into a uh, almost a standard uh, unaccented English. He did it a couple times. Like he had the accent and then it dropped for like two sentences and then he came back. Very interesting to listen though. And he didn't mean to do it. He was It was like uh, as an aside... That was uh, Grumpy Old Ben's Making It Rain with episode 111. What else do we have? Yep. We had Hog Story, Horse Mail on uh, 11-17. That was Tuesday. 
Now, I think I listened to that one live, um, or at least parts of it. That was Monday that. night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it dropped Tuesday. Uh, it's been 227 days since Maps with Matt, but that's soon to be corrected, because I think you're still on the hook to schedule him on here. Yeah. In my book, anyway. You need to get it, get a hold of him and get him in here sometime soon. I think we're going to try We're gonna try and do it, like, uh, early December. So, say, this is 19, so say, like, 21, 22, maybe 23. I'll hammer about him on IRC. Okay. Yep. And then Nick the Rat's doing a call-in with the sleep expert tonight. Sounds like, according to his uh, sewer chat. Minutes before this, the, sleep, the show the started. The sleep expert? You mean, you mean that senpai from uh, the Chunibyo show? Ah, no. Well, sure. Why don't we go there? Kumin Chan. <laughs> I never watched that one. The really? We're talking about the Kyoto Animation one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that was another one I, I skipped over a little bit. It was, it was nice. It was pretty cute. I mean, on the other hand, like, when when has Annie ever done something that isn't cute, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I did get to see... Uh movie this weekend i went out and uh called my own bluff and i went out to see that fate stay night double feature yeah it was the fate stay night heavens feel uh now i didn't realize this at the time we last talked about this but it's actually a three-part movie uh so part one and part two are out part three premieres in the u.s today so the double feature they did was just film one and film two so it was the first two-thirds of uh of heavens feel which is the third route in fate stay night so I guess that means uh, this weekend you're like, you're going to have to go out and watch the third now. Yeah, and see how it ends. And I've read that. So I've always liked, I know you didn't play Fate Seahide, but I've always liked the game. Um, I played it as soon as the English patch came out. So it was published by Type Moon in 2003 or 2004, if I remember right. Um, and it quickly turned into one of the most popular visual novels uh, on the market. And it was one of the best-selling ones uh, of all time for a, for a period there. And uh, it got a translation by Mirror Moon, I think in 2008 is when they, they released the full patch. Um, and you it had all these other features too. So what you could do is you could take the PlayStation version of the game and rip the voices out and then put them in the PC version of the game um, because originally it was unvoiced. So it was a real treat to read it the first time. And I was thinking about that. It, I think... I think I read it in 2008, so I was like, wow, George Bush was president last time I read this story. So I'm, uh, I was watching in the theater. It's a six hour, I'm sorry, it's not six hours, six hours total. The first four hours I watched, and it's very good. I was surprised at how much I liked it, especially how much I didn't like most of the other Fate ap- adaptations. Um, this one's solid. It's like, a, you know, they treat the source material very well. It has some exposition of stuff they added, you know, in a visual way that looked really good. Um, fights were really fucking fun. I mean, they had a character, Berserker, who is one of the uh, the heroes that fights. And he looks like a... He's just badass in this. Uh, he Like, the, the way the characters are represented on screen, there's, there's a little CG and there's some other things going on, but it just looks like a monster. It's amazing. Compare, and, you know, uh, if you did an A-B test with... The last couple Fate movies and, and things that came out, they had Berserker in it. It was just... He never impressed me. The, he wasn't as scary as he was in the game, you know, when you see him on TV. This one he is. He looks friggin' terrible. But yeah, a positive uh, review for me for, for at least the first two films. Um, they uh, The third one, yeah, is coming out this weekend. 
I'm going to go see that. It actually comes out today, but this weekend they're doing some showing, so those are the ones I'll go to. And uh, there, I did find out when I was doing a little research on it that they had a tie-in with our favorite anime sponsor, Pizza Hut. I thought uh, I thought our favorite was Domino's. Well, Pizza Hut also did Kogeus, though. They had Pizza Hut all the way, all over the place in that one. Kogeus was, did a Krypton. They went with uh, the Vocaloid stuff. Okay. Hmm. No, Pizza Hut, it's just funny when you see a company like that sponsoring or uh, doing ad tie-ins with anime. It'd be like if it was released in the U.S., like if they had the McDonald's tie-in and you could get, like, Saber figures in your Happy Meal at McDonald's or something like that. I made a raffle and everything. And so on that note, I went up and I just, out of curiosity, went to all the, uh, the fast food websites. This is a throwaway bit. Uh, but I went up and looked at all the uh, the different toys that come in the uh, the Happy Meals and the Burger King Kids Meals and all that th these days, and I could only find three uh, three uh, restaurants that that did that in any capacity. As far as I ever knew, there was only McDonald's, and none of the others ever did it. Oh, McDonald's did it. Burger King did it. I mean, Burger King had the Pokemon license back in two thousand nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety eight. You know that era. And they were huge. They were pushing it. They were pushing Pokemon like nothing else. Um, even Wendy's used to have toys. Uh, I, I remember Burger King used to have all the Disney stuff too. They had the Pocahontas toys when uh, Pocahontas came out. You know, the, the original Disney's Pocahontas uh, animated movie. And a number of other things. So yeah, Burger King was always licensing stuff in the States. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just a, it's just a U.S. thing. Mm. Is up here. All I remember was uh, McDonald's yep. having uh, having like any sort of like toys that they normally give out. Yeah, and so right now McDonald's has the Marvel license. It looks like, and so you can get you know tie-ins to the upcoming movie if you get a Happy Meal. I don't know. It's you know how I feel about Marvel already. Burger King has yeah. the Power Rangers license, so that's a throwback. It seems like that was the kind of thing that they'd always put inside there as a Power Rangers or a cartoon, kids cartoon. Uh, but they're doing Beast Morphers. They have the Beast Morphers license. And Wendy's has this... Um, it's not an, a licensed uh, property. It's something they call thing and a thing and a thing, and it's just a Matryoshka doll. But it's a box. Well, that's that's a description of a Matryoshka doll. Well, that's what they call it. It's the thing and a thing and a thing. That's the that's the title that they gave it. So yeah, there's some pictures <laughs> of it on... Uh, the internet if you want to look it up so they copped out they didn't have anything cool they had like their own yeah it's technically a toy i guess but it's plastic oh cheap. brother <laughs> uh, yeah so it's the tight moon wrap up to your uh, burger king kids club report did you <laughs> so wait a minute you didn't have the burger king kids club in canada not as far as i know you didn't have like kidvid and uh god what were their names it was kidvid there was wheels was the guy in the wheelchair uh, they had, um, was it Snap was the girl with the camera, Jaws, um, IQ was the smart kid. You've never no, heard of this? No, none of this rings oh, a bell shit. at all. <laughs> I guess they didn't have a lot of, did they have Burger King up in the, up north? Oh yeah, we got Burger King up here. No, Burger King had the Burger King Kids Club kids, and there were these cartoons, here we go. Jaws Lingo is the Hispanic guy, IQ Kid Vid was the leader, yeah, JD, JD's the dog. Wheels and oh yeah, Boomer was the girl with the uh, the athletic jersey. Yeah, I'll send you a link in uh, Skype. You're in Skype. I don't know. Yeah. The closest thing I remember to anything like that from uh, Burger King were the uh, 
were the games that they released for the Xbox. You remember those? No. I mean, this is way before that. Well, I vaguely remember yeah. it. Um, I didn't have an Xbox, so I, I didn't make any impression on me. I but... have those games somewhere. <laughs> yeah, did you see that uh, that drawing? They had those characters all over everything. Uh, they would even have toys and like collectible stuff with them on them. Had, yeah, I know. Uh, this is totally new. Cartoon commercials. Never with them. seen these before. Oh, yeah. It was always a joke that there should be a fighting game with all these characters in it, like a Marvel versus Capcom. (laughs) (laughs) One of them's named Boomer? Yeah, that's the girl with the athletic jersey. Snaps is the girl with the camera. JD. Yeah. Jaws. Oh, boy. I don't think... I mean, they were kind of the competitor to McDonald's because McDonald's had Ronald McDonald and... uh, I almost said Master Shake. Uh... That would be something for McDonald's. Uh, who else Mac did they have? Tonight. The Hamburger. Mac Tonight. Yeah, they Hamburglar. Had the, Mac, the Hamburglar. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, Mac Tonight, who, Mac Tonight, who everybody now knows as Moon Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Grimace. Grimace, yes, who, who manifests not only what it looks like, but also what it feels like to eat at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Big, sad, purple thing. Yeah. He's like a big gumdrop. And then who is the bird? Uh, the McDonald's bird. I'm looking for... Birdie! Yeah, wow. Just original name here. Yeah, I remember they had a playpen with a hamburger with a, uh, bars around it. And it was the Hamburglar Jail, I think. Part of the, uh, the playpen that they had set up uh, somewhere. They still have those... Uh, they still have those like play areas at ones around here. <laughs> Not all of them, mind you, but uh, they still they still make them. They they still have insurance for them somehow. What other fast food mascot? Well, we're on the topic. Wendy's is just Wendy. That's yeah. the only Wendy I know of is just the Wendy girl. Um, what else is there? Danny's I think that's it, it, really. Mm. Well, no, you got Sonic. Well, Sonic has those two comedians. We don't have Sonic up here. Yeah, they have annoying commercials where they just have these two comedians talking about... They're, I call them comedians with air quotes. It's not that funny. Where they just go to a, they just go to a drive-through, and that's the commercial. Um, you know, was it Carl's Jr. used to do the uh, oh, slash Hardee's? They would always have the the commercials where it's like it's a hamburger with a hot dog with potato chips on it, and then it was of a girl in an American flag bikini, you know, selling it on TV. You ever Weird. see those? No, of oh. course not. <laughs> that is a shame is a shame this is a great we're a smaller market so they don't bother pulling off that shit so much up here i guess yeah i guess you'll go to burger king even if you didn't get a toy that's all you need to know about canadians <laughs> well, we've got we've got our own homegrown uh, <laughs> burger chain up here harvey's harvey's never heard of yeah. it yeah not surprising we used to have um geez what was that old one that was it's really freaking old it, way, it goes way beyond me i think it's called um the Howdy Beef Burger franchise. And they were kind of like a McDonald's. And there was, was it Howdy Beef Burger? There used to be one in Nashua, New Hampshire. I don't yeah, even know never, how I know this exists. Yeah, Howdy Beef Burger. There you go. There's a picture of it. Is this regional, I guess? I guess so. I, I only know about like one or two that ever existed. And they were all in New England. So, mm. yeah, they were just another McDonald's style thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about some more anime? Well, I can do, um, 
Are you all caught up on uh, Journey of Elena? No, I didn't watch any more. I got kind of animated out after uh, I watched a couple of the new... I watched Strike Witches, I watched Higurashi, and I watched uh, that four hours of Fate Stay Night. <laughs> that was my... Man, that was a long movie. Or two movies, even. Well... You want to start with one? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Journey of Elena. I've been... I'm all up to date on it, of course. And some... Uh, like, we're definitely out of that, like, downswing of, like, negative-feeling stories. Mm. Um, the the girl who is, like, who's, like, all who's like all horny for Elena showed up again. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so there is, a, there is this, uh, there is this, like, city-sized kingdom where the, where the king had, had somebody come up with a, come up with a magical device that would ma allow him to make it impossible for anybody to lie in the kingdom mm. the and old, uh the old circle of truth machine yeah and it went it went as well as you might think right mm. and in the in the end in the end they they busted this uh they busted this like horrible looking sword that was used for for creating for creating this spell and things went back to normal and on to the next story, I suppose. Yeah, it's. Oh, I'm yeah. getting that I mean, feeling that, with that's a, kind of how it goes. It's like, like kind of how it goes. She arrives somewhere. It's very episodic. There's something. Something happens. There's a problem. There's a solution. You know. Yeah. Moves on to the next town. Oh, it's, it's and, not a criticism. I, I like it, but it's. You can tell the formula is there. Yeah, you you remember you remember in the first episode the bit where like. As a child, she was really into into these traveling stories of another witch, and that's what made her want to become one. Oh yeah. So, apparently, there was another witch before who looked a lot like Elena, who went around traveling, and ha and was the was the witch that uh, was the witch from the stories that Elena read as a child. So I'm starting to think, is that her mom? Hmm. It's it's definitely kind of pointing towards that with uh with the most recent episode. Yeah, we'll see. There, where it was a it was a country that was divided by a wall because one side couldn't get along with the other and and Elena wanted to see this wall because what eventually happened was that that witch from the from the stories got people on both sides. Like at first, travelers to write on both sides that they thought the side they were on was the was the best side, and then later, later that uh, that young witch that uh, that was chasing Elena came by and was told like that everybody's getting bored of writing the the side, and so having people write how they really felt about things. For the for the residents instead of the tourists, and eventually the the people on both sides ended up carving through the wall, writing these things in. Realized they weren't all that much different from each other, and took the whole thing down, pissing off Elena when she showed up because she wanted to see that wall, <laughs> and all that was left was rubble. So this is this is some uh, they they literally and figuratively brought down the wall by uh, by writing just by uh, writing their yeah. true feelings. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like someone's idea. Yeah, it's a it's a it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I'm keeping up on it. 
Yeah, let's see. I got some. Uh, I got some more hentai. I got some more okay. lover, lover-in-law. What is it, Tsutomu? You're embarrassing me. Uh, no, it's not just me. I swear it. All the guys around the pool, they're all checking out your goodies. What? What? Your goodies. Your goodies. Jeez, he's looking directly at me. My breasts. Is he seriously looking at my breasts? Hey, do you want my right boob? My left boob? How about a two-for-one deal? Buy one, you get one free. I said you buy one, you get one free. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You buy one, you get one free. I don't know where that English guy showed up from. He just appeared. Somehow he got in you there. You didn't edit that in? Oh, somehow he just got in there. You buy one, oh, you get brother. one free. <sighs> yeah, I got a couple from Peter Grill. There's only so much my banana can take. Woo! It's not cheating. <laughs> it's necessary. <laughs> I'm sure you know what scene that was from. There's only so much yeah. my banana can take. That was my favorite one that I clipped. <laughs> yep. That is a good clip. Oh, I also got a guy on YouTube. He was just saying, he was explaining something boring. But in the middle of him talking, he suddenly had a moment where he did something like that. Where his voice just went up for no reason. And so I clipped what? it, and I put it, and that's, this is what it sounded like. I put a little echo on it, but he was just talking, and then... I said, ooh, that's a, <laughs> that's a nice space sound. Let's see. It is. Copy out. Good luck. Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> Godspeed. I think that sounds pretty good. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Um, Strike Witches. My God, they're finally moving on Berlin. After Only six episodes, half the season. Yeah, so Gerald Patton, General Gerald Patton, shows up and uh, kicks him at. He tells him, "Oh, you got to do something." I don't know. He's sick of them sitting around for four or five episodes in a row doing nothing, and so they finally go out to uh, to uh, secure some. They're scouting so they can figure out how to get into Berlin, and uh, one of the witches gets shot down, and she's stranded. And they, uh, in order to save her, they have to fight the uh the the alien which moves faster than anyone has ever moved before and uh it's mostly it's like training montages and people um you know they fly out and then they get outrun and they get gunned down and they say oh, okay it's your turn and he, she flies out and she can't beat him and gets gunned down and flies back and so they have this whole build up in this one um the one witch who is her friend, uh, the the girl who gets shot down, it's her roommate, is was with her, and she's, like, super upset. No one's... she's All, all she does is go in a sauna, and she won't eat. And uh, they they go on and on, and everyone says, wow, she's really losing it. She won't... No one can get her to eat anything, and she just sits in the sauna all day. And meanwhile, it's like their fastest pilot goes out and gets shot down. And so she comes out and says, well, it's time for me to kick some ass. And she takes off her stupid, uh, her, uh, her robe. And she's, she goes, yes, I, I was training in secret to build this body. And so she lost like 15 pounds or something like that. Oh God. Uh, that, and, and that's really good. That's by really sitting in the sauna and fasting. And so she's like, yeah, now I have to fly faster. And so she oils herself up and then she has to go fight like that. So, oh, yeah, we're back. This is like what Strike Witches used to be. This just ridiculous crap. Oh, my God. So <laughs> she comes out and like blows up. So they have uh, drop tanks on their uh, their their jet propellers they have on their their feet. But they have like literal drop tanks on like a like an airplane. 
Yeah. So there's so she's just like, I gotta throw off all this weight. She's blowing her drop tanks off. She's doing all these things, and then she throws away her gun so she can punch it to death or something. It's like, come on, this is great. <laughs> and then in the last oh, second, she's she's like, she has like propellers on her legs, and she has a bra and her panties. And that's it. And she goes, and here and she pulls she pulls a gun out of out of the back of her panties. It's like, oh my god. We're still not sure where she was hiding it. I don't uh, think you want to know where she yeah. was hiding it. But it was that made the episode. Better, it was better, it, better, <laughs> better not check it for rust. Yeah, I just put that screenshot in the uh, in the uh, the show notes so you can go look at that if you want. Or she just pull she pulls it out and does this cool pose. Where she goes, "Yeah, you messed with the wrong witch." <laughs> Blows it up. So this is what Strike Witches <laughs> should have been. This is this is just the absolute retarded uh, story. Um, the entire thing is just an excuse for an anime with a ton of TNA in it. And, uh, that, yeah, it's good. That sounds fine to me. After a couple episodes of, like, we're gonna watch the tulips bloom. Uh, finally. Back to the basics. Back to what they did well. Let's see, what else? <laughs> we had, um... Did you see the new Spider-Woman trailer? No, I didn't even know about it. Oh, yeah, there's a new Spider-Woman trailer. I think they did something special, or something different with the plot. Um, here, I'll play a clip. It feels so good! New legs! Wriggling inside me! Fuck! Big, beautiful spider! What a turn of events! Yay! <laughs> hold, 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 hold the fuck on. This straight hold out of Marvel! No, 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 Bob Iger approved it before he left. Come on, you, you you gotta you gotta give me something you gotta give me something real here. That, that <laughs> Spider Woman, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like gender bent Spider Man. I'm I'm okay with that. No. You're you're just you're just now using this to like throw more hentai at me. Oh no, I'd never do that. Oh my god. Uh, oh. Okay, you gotta lay low in here for a while. Is this any way to treat your lovers? Yeah. You got your pickle licked and everything. Keep your voice down, I'm begging you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was actually Peter Grill, I think, mixed up those clips. Uh, full load, you get it full load. I got the full load, but I just wanted You to got the full load? You have the, the full load? Gabriel, good luck, Godspeed. Good luck, Godspeed. Full load. The full load. Ah, oh, boy. I got one more just to close it out. You are okay. my master for today. Just for today, understand? <laughs> Madam! Oh. So absurd. Though it's dirty and smells like a locker room, it really turns me on. <laughs> it's become so happy. You are stubborn. I'll take that as a compliment, coming from a butler with an erect penis. It's not cheating. It's necessary. <laughs> uh, and the joke is, I don't know how many more times I'm going to bring these on the show. We'll see. Maybe, maybe something really good will come no. up. I'll bring it on. They might, they might have made a no agenda hentai. Look yeah. how long it is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I shouldn't, I don't know. I, I like that clip. Yay! Right that is a good clip. Mr. Cold Acid. <laughs> you need uh, to send that one to me, though. Oh, here. I'll send it your way. Yay! Did you get it? You know what I mean. Yay! Here, I sent it again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, brother. Uh, Let's see, what else do we get? What else do we get? We got some shit to talk about. Um, so I did my Fate Stay Night crap. Did you get to your Fate Stay Night crap? 
No, no, I haven't started watching it yet. I'd start watching it like this weekend coming up. Ah, that's great. That sucks. I was now I've I got, I've put... got a I've got a rake I've got to finish raking my lawn and bagging everything up, and then I will settle down and watch a bunch of Prismalia. Yeah, I would watch it too, but I also have to rake my lawn and uh, clean out my fridge, and I also have to uh, clean out that sink in my bathroom, you know, underneath it. Yeah. Well. Um, you you get to avoid it. Me, I I am I am on notice. I need to provide uh, I need to provide John C. Dvorak with a report on this show. I don't know if he knows what he was asking you to do there. I think it was just I don't know. There's part if of me he, that makes me if wonder. He if doesn't, He doesn't. That's even better. <laughs> so by request, there'll be a uh, there'll be a review of Prisma Ilya. Uh, what's the full name called? I don't Prisma Ilya. The the excuse me. Is that aloe? It shouldn't be making you cough. If anything, it should be Got like you. making your throat even smoother, right? I think it's uh, I don't know. There's something about it that's making me, making my throat dry. Hmm, this is weird. That doesn't sound like aloe at all. Well, let me see what's in this. I don't know. We've got uh, shake well before drinking. Separation is natural. Refrigerate after opening. That's it. I don't see any ingredients. Oh, containing aloe vera juice and pineapple juice. That's all it has. Huh. And apparently chunks. Oh, I found it here. Ingredients, water, aloe vera, pineapple juice, cane sugar, citric acid, and some other crap. Preservatives. And then it has everything again in Spanish. Uh, I'm going to switch to, I did bring it back up. This was going to be my exit beer today for my post-production, but I'm going to open it early. Just to rinse that horrible flavor out of your mouth? It's the texture. It's the flavor's good. The flavor's really good, but the uh, the texture is bothering me. No. I rolled the dice on this one. I just pulled it off the shelf without looking too close. So, What's it made by? Tropiking. It looks like a friendly bottle. It can't be that yeah, bad so, if the bottle so, looks friendly. So our show is about anime and Russian roulette of beverages. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I realize that opening the show by opening a random beverage is not the most compelling thing you could do but hey it's what i do when i come up when you, if and someone hey, has a better and idea if it's something like this your reactions as the show goes on is uh, is fairly entertaining <sighs> oh i'm moving on let me i get my what are these youngling cans again youngling that's not bad stuff so so i'm also up to date on uh on uh, sport climbing girls sport climbing girls and now we're now we're getting psychological. Oh boy! Yeah, it's not it's not just the climbing anymore. Now, now the main character, her. Okay, so they the did they start climbing finals. on each other yet? Is this what I want to know? No, I'm I'm sorry <laughs> to say they haven't started climbing on each other. It hasn't, it so hasn't gone full Yuri yet. <laughs> There's only so much my banana can take. It it's still just implied Yuri. Sorry. Okay. But anyway, yeah, so main character, like, she she nailed, like, these first three problems in, in like, I think his quarterfinal uh, challenge. And screwed, screwed up on the last one because she just didn't have enough uh, strength left because she, like, used, used up all her energy with her mind trying to figure out how to one-shot these all. And so that, so that like other girl who used to do ballet with her when they were kids she couldn't get anything done because she kept she kept trying seeing like 
I should be able to do this if she did it and failing and just like getting more and more mad about it. And that other, that other girl in the, in the same club at the same school who's in the same grade, like she, she totally blew it on the one, on the one she did because she kind of was thinking the same thing and just like, just like drove herself crazy about it. And so what kind it's of... A, it's, a, it's a, like, it, it's, it's kind of getting serious, you know? So how's the climbing presented? I'm, I'm imagining they're up on a wall and it's a tight camera angle showing them in there and it's a lot of internal monologue. Uh, I can't, you know, how am I going to put my foot here so I can reach there? Is it all uh, describing the act of climbing in, in detail? There is a lot of internal monologue. Yeah, that's an anime trope, even just the people when they is. just talk to each other, or talk to themselves all the time. Uh, did you ever see that one with the with the shooting club, the high school girls in the shooting club where they're like doing light gun targets? Which what was the name? Of that I'm gonna one? have to ask which anime because I think there were a couple. Well, there there is there is a, it's not the airsoft one. It wasn't C three boo. It was another one I think last year, and it was like uh, a bunch of girls in a in what's essentially like a light gun shooting club. Mm. and there was a lot of the same sort of thing going on in that where there's like a lot of a lot of like internal internal monologuing about like how they're going to do this and like how they're feeling and all of that it really is for the for these like girl sports animes for for that to happen yeah or it's not it's not just about watching them shoot it's about they're describing what it feels like to shoot or de- describing what it feels like to climb at a at a high level or something or just or just like how how am i going to do th- how am i going to do this challenge what did what did the others do and like how am i going to do it different and and shit like that yeah i i like that uh the direct presentation that they do and that's something that shows through in some visual novels too like that was something i really liked I like when it comes up in a visual novel when there's these really pensive scenes where, and some people find it really irritating, like they they can't take this at all. But it's it's doing something common in a different way, or it's or they're they're really the characters really focused on something, and you, and it's you know it's really the author telling you it's the it's the writer, but they're using the character to describe some uh, the way something feels, the way something um, what it's like to to do it. You know, it's it's a uh, yeah. You know, it's it's something that you don't read in. Um, you pick up American literature, for example, like Steinbeck. I don't think has any scenes like that in anything he does. Or, you uh, you get it the, a lot in light novels too, yeah. where there's like a lot of, uh, at least the ones where it's like told from a first person perspective. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of introspection of the characters, and even some with uh, with. Uh, third third person narrative, it'll sometimes like get into the head of the different characters. Mm. Uh, Grimgar actually does that a lot. It's it's like as as like psychological and inner monologuing as it is about like being in this uh, world that weird ass fantasy world. Mm. Uh, Origairu, of course. Well, if I mean the whole thing is almost essentially an ongoing. Uh, internal monologue with dialogue here and there. And I find I th- I think I actually really enjoy those series uh because because of those because of those facts. I mean 
because because you're because you're getting like this sort of experience like reading things and and being able to really like see into the minds of the characters more or less right is is this it, it makes you feel more more attached to them at either as the narrator narrator of the of the story or or just like the characters you're seeing and and seeing how they're how they're thinking and feeling about things and you get like more empathy for them that way is this the uh, the autistic uh, the typical op appeal of anime where you know people and and I'm using autistic in like the light uh not in the clinical way just in the the way the people meme, in IRC the meme way yeah where you, you get on uh, just to be clear the mean way the uh, where people who get hyper focused on things um, enjoy anime where the they or series and stories where the characters get hyper focused on things. I don't know. I think I think I think I, a lot of the actual enjoyment from it is is like anime and light novels give you give you a better sense of escapism than than like all this Western media, especially where they're like jamming all this like real world socio political bullshit all the time. Uh, yeah, we've got to get Wolf Blitzer to appear in in this monster movie so we can have his five-second cameo on fake cnn talking about godzilla or whatever yeah and it and it tears it tears you away that way but when you have something where where obviously like none of that none of this real world shit is involved at all i think that's also a lot of a lot of the draw with isekai is that you're like totally being separated from the real world in this case and i think I mean, even I, well, I, I shouldn't say even I, but, like, I'm definitely one of these people who enjoys this stuff because it's like, oh, I can just get completely away from the real world, have, like, this crazy-ass fantasy world where even if things are tough now and then, it's still a lot of fun. I don't have to deal with real-world bullshit anymore, right? You get where I'm coming from on this, I hope. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I no, I get that a lot. I, I feel the same way. The um, yeah, the mediums. I I don't know if the medium is like animation as a medium is so broad. It's it's like the 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 genre of these styles of stories is uh something that's interesting. Oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you look at you look at all the different sort of anime made over the years and even in a single season, and like it's it's just as diverse as as any Western medium, but they do a better job of separate separating their stories and everything from the real world right and they're not they're not doing this thing where they're trying to jam the real world in somehow in one way or another mm. and it just ends up being a lot more enjoyable because of that like i mean i wa i watch anime and i will watch tv because i don't want to deal with like what's actually going on in my life and what's going on in the world I want like for for TV like pretty much almost all that I watch these days is is Forged in Fire. I don't even know right? what that is. Oh, it's a really cool show where where it's like a competition between <clears throat> between like bladesmiths to make a knife and then those who those who do the best job at that actually get to like recreate a historical weapon 
and they actually get tried out like to see like how well the uh, edge holds up if it can slice and cut through things properly things like that it's it's pretty interesting show all i watch is family feud i just watch clips (laughs) of that now and then on tv sometimes wheel sometimes jeopardy oh though alex trebek passed away yeah that's sad yeah well he was definitely up there and uh i mean he was he's fighting with cancer for for years yeah yeah He, he had a um Disappeared from the show for a while. I remember he took some time off, and then he came back, and it was a big deal that he was back. Yeah. But uh, in the end, we all die. And, I mean, he he had uh, he had a good long life. And... Oh, I had... You know what I didn't bring? Uh, we had the betting odds for who would replace him on Jeopardy. Not to be completely callous about it, but there is... Yeah, that, that comes off as kind of callous. There, there, there was a... Uh, the official odds were posted. People making bets on it. Wow, I can't find it. I thought I put it in my notes. Yeah. Number one was Ken Jennings. They thought they were going to get Ken, Ken Jennings on. He would probably do a decent job. As a host, yeah. Then they had, like, Steve Harvey was on the list, but he had crazy... Like, Steve Harvey's not going to host Jeopardy. Come on. No, Steve, Steve Harvey is great for Family Feud. I don't think he'd be good for Jeopardy. Yep. Um, you know who... They, they had Pat Sajak was on the list too if i remember i think he had some fairly low odds but it was a little higher than some other people higher than you'd expect yeah, I, I think he i think he'd probably stick with wheel of fortune but uh i don't think he'd be bad doing uh, jeopardy no yeah we'll see yeah. they're still running i just don't think it, i just don't think it could a comedian would be able to pull it off well with the with the style of the show yeah it would change things way too much yeah. You need you need somebody with like a stiff upper lip and and like uh, a higher tier of wit so, than like usual like stand up or such comedian. So is Ken Jennings too wacky then? No, I think Ken. I think Ken Jennings gets it because he's been a contestant numerous times on Jeopardy. He understands how how the show works and everything. I think he'd be able to to move to doing the to doing the uh, host job. Hmm. I mean, before before his appearances on Jeopardy, nobody even knew who he was. It was because he was on Jeopardy <laughs> yeah. that he that he became any sort of name in the first place. Yeah, I remember that. That was a that was some fun. The highest, uh, the most game show money ever won by a single person. Mm-hmm. In the record for that. He's been back there, too. They brought him back on for uh, once or twice, including a paid, what I presume is some kind of native ad with IBM, which is really irritating, when they had uh, Watson. Yeah, I remember that. That was just dumb. Can you beat a Google search? Come on. And then they, <laughs> they would go out and point out, well, no, you know, we didn't really have internet connectivity, so what we did is we cached everything on hard drives, <laughs> and then search those instead of searching the uh, the search index or searching Wikipedia's. Okay, fine. Um, that would actually that would actually improve things if you think about it. You know what sort of latency you're dealing with with the internet compared to like stuff that's actually stored on spinny disks in the back room. Yeah, but you can get a lot of Trivial Pursuit answers on a single uh, you know terabyte hard drive. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's like. 
it worked it would work even better if it had to if it had to go to the internet every time to figure its answers then it would have been it would have been less of a curb stomp oh well i think it was named after tom thomas was it thomas watson yeah 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 the 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 guy behind the company originally yeah indeed Oh well, I had another topic for today's show, but looking at the time, I think I'm going to push that off till next week. Oh, we got you. We... Want to talk about uh, uh, any more anime? No, I was going to leave Higurashi and and the other stuff for later. I don't. I'm oh, I'm right. really questioning if I want to talk about Higurashi at all because everything that's cool that happens is a spoiler, and it's uh, I don't know. I don't want to ruin it for anyone who wants to yeah, watch it. That, so that's I just the, that's the problem with uh, that's the problem with sequel series. That's why I haven't been discussing. Uh, that's why I haven't been discussing the dungeon show, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, I know what's going on because the light novels are past this point already in what's been uh, what's been published in English. But uh, it's still like huge spoilers for anyone who hasn't actually watched the show yet, mm. right? And uh, well, one room that's. That's kind of different because it's it's different set of girls every season, but again, it's like a show where it's where it's a, a continuation of a couple previous seasons, right? Where it's just different set of girls. It's kind of the same thing going on, but it's still a sequel, and I just don't feel right with discussing that. Well, I got one last thing to bring up then. Um, I got a copy of a manga that I was reading some scanlations of a while ago, and I decided to get the first volume. It was just published. Let's see who has the date inside. No, they don't. It's always annoying that they don't just print the the published date right on the inside like you usually get. But um, it was Spy X Family by uh, Tetsuya Endo. It was the first one he's ever had published in English, so it's, it's a little bit of a new one. It's a funny, kind of cute story where there's a, there's a spy in this almost a whimsical... Um, East versus West, you know, Eastern Bloc versus Western Bloc kind of Cold War era uh, world where he's the war, he's the best spy. And he's doing um, slightly whimsical things like, oh, we've got the photograph of the prime minister without his, uh, with showing that his, he's actually wearing a wig. And, you know, it's it's a little, and so he has a, he has to get close to some high up level guy. So he gets his mission. Your mission is to get married and have a kid and get her into school so you can have an excuse for and, and have her be friends with the uh, the target's uh, uh, child. And so the the whole premise is stupid, but then the uh, what happens is he goes, so he's like, he goes to the uh, orphanage and he goes, okay, I need a kid. What do I sign? He goes, don't worry about signing. Just pick the one you want. And he, you know, it's, <laughs> he comes out with, he accidentally picks a girl who is a telepath as his daughter, and he doesn't realize this, you know, that's part of the, the joke, so he ends up with a daughter that's a telepath, and he has to fool, the next part is he has to fool the school's um, board, they have to do like a parent-teacher interview, and he's, uh, so he's, I need a wife, and so he has to go and find a wife, he accidentally finds a assassin, and he doesn't know she's an assassin, and she doesn't know he's a spy, and neither of them know the kid's a telepath, but they're all living together, and uh, <laughs> it's just really, it's fun, you know, it's uh, it's kind of T-rated. It's not nothing too bad. It's it's a, uh, see, it's a slapstick comedy kind of show, uh, manga. Yeah, I it just actually sounds from... kind of fun. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely great. The art, I think they had ten artists on it, so um, 
Tetsuya Endo wrote it, but then if you look at the back, I have it in front of me. They had the list of all the credits, and you had like 10 other people helping him. So this was a fairly high budget in terms of, you know, people doing cleanup work and lines and, and all the other design that, that it takes to put these things together. The chapters are really long. I think there's only like four inside the whole volume, but they're they're like twice as long or maybe even longer than that than the typical ones. And it's real cute. It's funny. Uh, that's my recommendation. Spy X Family, Volume 1 just came out. I've read a little, um, you know, a chapter here and there. I never read the whole thing. The scanlation start to finish. You know, I just read one or two when they were out. So I'm, uh, I don't know everything that happens. All I have is a little taste of it, and I like it. Is have you name? read, uh, have you seen or read General Meow? General Meow? No. Yeah. Is that... Is you talking about like it being in like some sort of Cold War situation made me think of this uh, this particular manga that I've been uh, that I've been reading scanlations of, mm. and well let me just let me just like read this summary. <clears throat> the Socialist Republic of Coldona, a socialist nation that broke all diplomatic relations with other countries, asserting its tough stance, but the tough leader of the nation suddenly died. Following its hereditary succession system, a new leader was born in the nation of Koldona, a nine-year-old girl, Miao Choburov. Can the world's most carefree leader of a nation lead the world into a new age of peace? The slapstick political drama of the dictator girl. So yeah, essentially, a little nine-year-old girl becomes leader of a big communist country that's full of repression and stuff, and she's like cute little girling her way through everything <laughs> yeah is that one published in uh in english or is it just scanlated now i think so far just scanlated but i would not be surprised if it's been licensed with plans to publish mm. because like it is it is it is really fun and really cute it's it'll definitely have a market Maybe we should bring some more manga up on here once in a while we should yeah all right. Unless there's anything else to add, I'm good with closing up for the uh, for the day, for the encounter. Yeah, I'm. I'm all out of things to say. Let's see if I got any other. Uh, any other clips? Yeah. Oh, I got the. Uh, I got Piglet. No, it wasn't a good clip though, so I don't know if I'll play that. I I like this JCD meow. Meow. <laughs> Yay! All right, for rare encounter. It is the 18th, but this is encounter number 19. Uh, I'm Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. Adios. Bye.